Hello and welcome to Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for uh, being live with us uh, tonight, a Monday, October 23rd. We're already almost done with uh, with October. That's incredible. Uh, 8.38 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, so Orlando City destroyed Toronto FC uh, with a brace of Duncan McGuire, or like uh, John calls him, Big Dunk. And now um, playoffs are set. Best of three against a tough opponent, Nashville. It's going to be a, a, a tough opponent. Uh, nothing to, you know, Nashville's kind of doubting themselves too. I've read a couple of articles. They're saying, I don't know if we're going to actually make it uh, this this first round. Orlando's a really good team. Orlando has been sent a lot of buzz um, throughout the league uh, on the way that they are performing and 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 their stamina and everything and the playability uh their coach uh their fan base so uh, orlando's made a, a big leap in the in the mls uh to be honest with you duncan mcguire is a big part of that as well i have to say i mean the kid is like touched by i don't know uh you know it's just he's just he's just that great you know uh, aside of that, um, we, we were talking on the last episode on that micro preview I made about 20 minutes long. I try to sum it up as much as I could. Um, that Ricardo Moreira may be parting ways, right? He's being considered for a job in, in DC. I don't know how's that going to play out for next year. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Duncan. We're going to talk about CONCACAF Champions League. Um, and, you know, we're going to analyze Nashville and talk about this Toronto game. Um, big, big week for Duncan McGuire, you know, a, a goal, uh, with the under 23s, you know, you got a, a brace and, you know, hopefully he can take this great momentum onwards towards the playoffs because then we definitely got to need Duncan McGuire. So, um, John, how are you, my friend? Uh, good evening. How, how is that TFC game? You almost called it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I we uh, the hat trick. I was gonna thinking of you, Paula. I was like, hey, there's two, and then it was looking like three, and there's a moment there, and I was like, maybe you know, maybe someone would just mess up, and then we'll get that hat trick that we've been craving so much. That would be perfect for Duncan to be the guy to finally break that. You know, if it's gonna be anybody, it could be him or Faku. But yeah, just a. Uh, a nice easy win we rotated a lot against toronto we we kind of predicted maybe that we'd see some rotation i don't think we said that we would see that much right so that was a surprise to me um i think the first half obviously because of that rotation like you know we didn't play super great and they had some chances and we had some chances and then really when we brought on our first team in the sense of like bringing on guys like duncan and and Faku, not Faku, but, uh, you know, Ojeda, et cetera. It just sort of showed our quality. And then from there on, it looked like the game was, you know, in the bag. But that Duncan goal was something else, man. Like, yeah, that's, that was next level. So Immediate uh, impact. Two, of course, is great. But that first one was, it was almost like, you know, it was too easy for him in some ways, you know? Like, he just put... Michael Bradley into retirement, right? Like, yeah, he so definitely cool. did. Like, he literally <laughs> did. See you later, buddy. RIP. And uh, good luck at coaching. 
Good luck. The new generation, there. right? Just blowing right past the old generation right. uh, for everybody to see there very, very obviously. So it was a great, uh, another win. And, you know, finally we found out what's happening with Nashville and when we're going to play them. So on to playoffs. Correct. Uh, Paola, uh, how are you? And uh, how was uh, the Toronto game for you? It was good. I was not expecting, like um, John said, a heavy rotation, more than um, eight players change. Um, we hold the fort for the 45 minutes, even really though that's the bench. That's yeah, crazy. eight players. I was, that's, I was that's so on Oscar, but I guess he kind of saw as like, it's a whatever game, right? It's, exactly, exactly. But the good news is, is that we hold the fort for 45 minutes in the first half. They had their chances. They were pressing because they knew that that was the bench. That was the secondary lineup for Oscar Pareja. That was not their our forte formation. So they were pressing. But guess what? We were a better team as we are this season. So um, Big Dunk came in for the for the win for those two massive golazos that he made. And to be honest, I have rewatched that golazo that he did the first goal like more than 10 times because I was like, I was talking about his touches um, in my Spanish pod and he shut me up because I was criticizing some of his movement and control of the ball, but he did it. He, he did it perfectly for that golazo against um, Toronto FC on, on past this past Saturday. And I was with you, John. I was waiting for that third goal. I was like, oh, man, I can see that third goal coming in. But I think I jinxed it. Next time I won't say anything so somebody have a hat trick before the season. Well, before the playoff. Now the playoff, right? when um goes on but um happy to be back is monday and um now the the um the big the big era the moment of the truth is here the playoff time correct yeah uh, we are uh uh on the pr pretty much onwards to playoffs right uh, we need a definitely best of three i think we could definitely win the series the whole league is talking about it. I, I would like to talk about a little bit about Toronto before we jump into Nashville. Um, you know, just like you were saying, Paula, I believe that there was no chemistry uh, from a lot of the players, um, especially on the wings. Like Gaston Gonzalez, you could still see he has some rust, you know, rust on him. And same with Junior, you know, playing uh, as a as a right winger, you know, um, circa 2022. 2021-2022 season, right? So, um, and uh, eventually, I, I believe Toronto, uh, Toronto truly took advantage of that. They could have scored a couple. Mason Satterhar was a had an amazing game. Uh, it was like almost like a 60-40 uh, in possession in the first half. And then, you know, again, you know, the rotation and the changes Oscar made just made an immediate impact. I mean... Um, when, you know, you saw Kyle Smith coming in, he, he gave him more of like, uh, you know, uh, you know, not so much of a attacking mindset, but it was more of like helping out the back line. I feel like, you know, Antonio fell a little, um, 
felt you know confident with him being there. Yeah, that was just my opinion. And then it, it took from that to Duncan McGuire, you know, being that that type of player in which is going to definitely come in and and really like fresh legs and dis- destroy everyone uh, in the attacking third, you know. And um, again, you know, we we may see we saw a good usage, and I think we need, definitely could take this to the playoffs. Good usage of our backups and also good usage of the starters. I think after John and I and Paola ask for so many times, like Oscar needs to know, like, where you know, sometimes what starts with starters to put and, and, and when to rest players, when not to rest players. I think now uh, this whole team is in sync and uh, they know each other um, just by looking at each other. So, John, do, do, you, do you agree on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was very on Oscar, right, to rotate that much. Like, we're not used to him doing that. So I think it definitely shows that he was comfortable to do that and he wants to give guys minutes because he knows that, like, with the playoffs, we're going to have to play three matches and, like, in a week, essentially, almost, right? Like, well, not in a week, but a bit more than that. And going to be a lot of games coming up still so we're going to need to use the depth of our team uh and he wants to give those guys a chance to get minutes and we called like definitely antonio carlos and you know we said maybe gaston and a few other guys but there was even you know the likes of um junior playing at the attacking you know central midfield role instead of mauricio like that's something i didn't think was likely to happen um, and a few other players getting in there, like uh, you know, Mikey Halliday rested for Dagger Dan. So I love the fact that he gave everybody a chance, you know, to say, hey, show me what you can do before the playoffs and why I should, you know, bring you off the bench. The only one for me that was a bit frustrating was that Jack Lynn didn't really get much time. Um, I was hoping maybe he would be able to see a little bit more minutes, obviously being golden boot winner and MVP down in OCB. Uh, I was thinking that, we're going to hopefully use him in the playoffs as an asset off the bench. So I love the rotation. I, I wasn't really worried that we didn't gel as a kind of B team, right? I think that's that's okay. I think that, um, you know, a lot of these players are just going to be brought off the bench when we need them, and they're not going to be playing a huge amount of minutes left in the, in the rest of the season. So like I said, it's just Oscar giving them a chance to show what they can do one last time before, uh, you know, playoffs so that when he needs to call upon guys at certain moments of the game, he, uh, he knows who's, you know, sort of in form and, and who's, who's ready to step up and uh, what they're bringing to the table. And what do you guys think uh, in terms of that? Like who, who actually showed Oscar this game, something maybe to think about and maybe give him an idea. Obviously Antonio Carlos, right? Yeah, I think of most course. likely that he's going to come back in the lineup, and this was an affirmation of that. But was anybody else that uh, you thought played really well in this game? Felipe played well. I believe Felipe played well um, with intensity. Um, I also felt Mikey Holiday did a great job. Um, I, I still need to see more about Ramiro, though. You know, I, I, I'm I, I'm on I'm on your boat right there. I wish I would have seen more of Jacqueline, especially being 2-0 up. Like, I wish he should have just made the sub, you know, and just go for, you know. 
I don't know. It, I just I just feel like you know it would have good to see also a different system, maybe with two strikers. How that would have been great, you know, because we're gonna play. You know, everyone around the league is saying Orlando has been everyone in this playoff bracket, and we have. Uh, and, and this is great for us, but that comes with a is a double edged sword. They already know how we play, <laughs> and. Uh, we need to throw them, you know, we, we got to play, you know, strategy. It's just my opinion, you know. Um, you know, we cannot just be content of, oh, yeah, we beat them all, you know. You know, we're ready to go. No, this is playoffs. I mean, everyone wants to win, you know. Uh, now, it's a best of three, which I wish it was a little different, you know. I wish it was like, you know, one game and that's it. You know, that, you know that's just my opinion. But, um, you know, I think to me, Mikey and, and Felipe, they're great. I don't know about you, Paula. I, I think I agree with you, Luis, about Ramiro. I don't think when Gaston um, did some crosses, he wasn't in his position because Gaston did like two crosses and they were like on point, but there was nobody in the box to to score that goal or Junior Urso. So I am with you, Luis. I, I, I need to see more Ramiro. And if Ramiro is not producing, let's get Jacqueline to China a little bit. I, I didn't mind Duncan Maguire because he scored two for us, but I would have liked to see Jacqueline in, in this particular case. And back to what Luis said, this is not our formation for the playoff, but we we need to probably make some adjustment because like Luis said, they know how we play. They know how Duncan Maguire moves. So we need a wild card at some point in the playoff. Yeah, that, now, that's now, that's what, you know, now that's what they're going to do. I mm-hmm. mean, I know before Duncan was easy, you know, no, no one would spot him. Oh, he's just a rookie, man, you know? Exactly. No, man, Duncan is one of the leading goal scorers in the league. <laughs> like, you know? You better watch out, you know. Duncan's coming to town, you know what I mean? Like, he's definitely going to make some – create some chaos right there in the attacking third. And he's shown, like, to me, that was, I think, his best goal in his professional career. He lifted up on Michael Bradley. Like, I, I don't know if he's learned by the Brazilians or something in the team. I don't know. but I mean, he That's just a good looked, question for him, yeah. Luis. He just lifted it up, like, you know, I was like, am I watching, like, Copa Libertadores right now? Like, what the hell am I watching? Like, it was great. And then just, like, boom, it was a great goal. Like, nothing, you know, nothing nothing to do. And, I mean, Toronto, I, I feel bad for the Toronto fans, for sure. I mean, they, they definitely packed their stadium and for Michael Bradley. And it's sad to see that, you know, whether we liked it or not, I, I know John is not his good graces, but. You know, he did was the captain of the national team at some point, you know what I mean? And, you know, he, he he's going to be a coach now, John. You know, he may coach here at Orlando City, you know, or at the Pride, maybe. <laughs> he's going to coach Toronto, surely. He's just going to – it's going to be like the Toronto – I bet you he's – what is that? Whatever their second team is, Toronto 2. Or San Diego uh, – Toronto uh, B. Loyal. be the Toronto B team coach. I bet you any money. That's right. That's right. Let's read some comments right here. It says Joshua Tall, Duncan McGuire, Braves versus Toronto was fire. We will have to find a way to stop Hani Mukhtar, and hopefully we can contain him. Hopefully we can get good defensively and score a few goals and beat Nashville next Monday. 
Christopher Brighton, glad to see Mason with a clean sheet. Correct. I mean, what a what a career Mason has had. I mean, I mean, Orlando played without, I think it was without Pedro, without Wilder, without Faku. And I want to say he uh, was another one. Uh, and Rafael Santos. Like these are four vital players in our squad, right? Um, massive, impactful players that we have on the starting eleven for Orlando City. Especially Rafael, I believe. Like Rafael and 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 Faku are like <laughs> part of the big success we've had this season. And uh, not to say Pedro hasn't, obviously. I mean Pedro also, but you know, I feel like in the goalkeeping position, you know. We have another great goalkeeper, like his Mason Sadehar, and uh, also Greeny was doing some crazy saves uh, in 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 the um, in the training before they they left uh, to Toronto. So I mean, three great, great, outstanding goalkeepers. So you know, without those four, I remember back in the day we had to repeat the same starting eleven, John, and and you know to get the results. But now. Without four of our core, we've shown that we could still be Toronto to nil. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? That's, I, that's I don't cool. know if that's, that's a reflection more on how deep and good our squad is, or just how bad Toronto are this year. You know, like I was thinking about that though. It's kind of a flex. It's like a very weird flex that we're just like, hey, yeah, we played our second team and still beat you two nil. And they actually played like Sean Johnson and Bernadeschi and Insigne. Like, yeah, I didn't expect those guys to come back for this game. I thought they were just going to be like, nah. They were talking about how um, they were going to play like a bunch of kids, and so by the way, that didn't really happen. They played a lot of their starters. Like, basically, they're one of their strongest teams. So I don't. I think the new coach was trying to prove a point. Uh, Like you said, Luis, and uh, the point was not proved. If anything, the point was proved that you should transfer half your team because correct <laughs> yeah i don't know if it was me and i was toronto i would be getting rid of but that shit is in you i don't think they work i think they are not giovinco and they will never be giovinco so move on from the italian experiment you know why don't why aren't they using all their canadian assets like they've got such a pipeline they'd be able to bring great canadian players through so i think that's what they'll kind of focus on with their new obviously coach who obviously will know a lot of good Canadian players having managed the team. So I think that's what we'll see from them going forward. And, uh, you know, but I think it's going to be a while before Toronto are a big team again, right? Like how far have they fallen? And, uh, you know, hopefully we, uh, we take our chances while we are here on the top of the pyramid right now. We're a big team and Toronto are down there. Like we said, it was 2018 the last time they won. So. Good to see, and uh, yeah, a weird flex to beat them with our second team, and also just to show you know, once we brought on Duncan, it was like, you know, game over. And like, we brought on a couple guys that just were, you know, basically changed the game to the point where it was a completely different game, it was no longer kind of even, it was just okay, now we're gonna win. So, I think that shows how much stronger our team is than Toronto's first team. What are your uh... Your insights regarding Toronto, Paula. <laughs> the same thought as John. Um, no, uh, being serious, um, I didn't see chemistry. Um, there's a reason that they're last at the standing right now, and you can and you saw you saw it like they are the team that have most 
budget um that salary cap before Messi came in whatever but they didn't do anything like Lorenzo tried Bernardeschi tried um and they couldn't finish so whatever like for me it's not it's only big names but you can see the reflection on the results so they're last they're first from the bottom up in the list so Well, it's funny um, and, they spent the most money. Exactly. The most money in the worst. entire league. But, like, if you look at their squad, it's completely, like, they spent the most money in the attack and, like, they got a sum in midfield. But, like, that defense is nowhere near good enough to win you anything. Like, you can't play Shane O'Neill and Mavika at the back of three center backs and two of them are those guys and expect to be able to stop MLS, like, attacks, like, It just doesn't. They've spent a lot of money, but it's not an even squad, right? That's I forgot I think, about. Right? We're spending money on guys like Jansen and Pedro at the back, which they're just not. So, yeah, I think so, they they spent poorly. They went for an experiment. It was do or die with the Italians, and it, it didn't work, as we talked the about. Italian before, squad so. are going back to Italy, yeah. probably. We're not seeing <laughs> them next year for sure. So I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens with them. There's a lot of movement this off season for sure. Yeah, and not only with Toronto, LA Galaxy. Um, they just oh, announced yeah. this guy Douglas. He's parting ways, um, with LA Galaxy. So I'm, I'm interested. Trump? Yep. Well, that's not surprising. I mean, come on. So. You know, um... One of the pieces of news that is surrounding also the league is that there's a lot of veteran strikers available. I know for a fact uh, Joseph Martinez available, guys. Oh, that's true. Joseph Martinez. Breaking news. Oh, no, no, that's what you're going to say. Veteran presence. And guess who else is available? Uh, Tom Dwyer. No. No. <laughs> you can get him... Uh, Uh, for cheap, Callens. You can talk about Callens. No, 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 no. Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara. Come on. Look, we talked about this before, <laughs> and the Michael Bradley getting smoked by Duncan McGuire is a perfect example of this era of MLS players <laughs> is over. Right? This is why LA is being like, yeah, Douglas Luiz, you can go, and we don't care because you can't build your team and win that way anymore. Right? So. It's all about you can't just sign a bunch of guys out of Europe who are 35 and just think you can do it with that. You've got to find some other talents, younger talents, develop your own talents. You know, look at the teams that are at the top of the table. They're not full of old players. So would you take Joseph Martinez, please? No. For me? Um, I mean... That I, think the, I think the fans would be right. I think if I think if we signed Joseph Martinez, they just wouldn't let him on the field. Like they just no, they just no the fans, the fans. I mean, it, it'll be. I mean, it's a business move, right? Uh, but I, I believe that the bad business move. The guys watched it. Up. Is, it is a bad business because no one's gonna buy their jersey. Uh, no one's gonna buy anything that says Joseph Martinez. Especially and especially Orlando is such a close knit like town when it comes to Orlando City, 
You know, I highly doubt any other fans are going to be happy if Joseph is like, sign something you don't do, right? You don't sign guys who played for two of your rivals. It's not a good look. No, if it was Kyle Aaron, then it would be a different story. I believe that if it was Kyle Aaron, people would be like, oh, oh, welcome and welcome. Now we got Kyle, veteran presence, Canada national team. You know, playing in, in Besiktas, and now we have uh, Ramiro Enrique, we have Duncan, right? Uh, we have uh, Jack Lynn. Then, then I think the fans will be like, okay, I'll take that. I mean, I don't care what happened in the past or how he left. I'll take that all day, you know, they'll, you know. But when it comes to plus, if you still have the 2015 Laring jersey, you could wear it one more time, right? Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I, I don't think Joseph Martinez will be a good. I mean, you know who I would have loved? Cavani as a backup. That's a good, that's a good point. Coming, coming in the second half, like for Duncan. He's in Boca Juniors right now, yeah, right? Yeah, he's not doing very well. Oh. Luis Listen, Suarez. Cavani, is, is that who you're talking about? Yeah. As in the guy who's like 38 years old? Yeah. Well, yeah. Luis Suarez also, he's he apparently is Wait, in Miami. Wait, trying to think about all these old men, man. We're not signing No, but I'm men. talking about his backups. I don't, backup, even his yeah, backup. Yeah. We don't. We have Enrique. We have Jack Lynn. No, we got man, huge Enrique, backups. We don't, need, we don't Enrique, need old man backups. I don't think Enrique has shown enough yet. I mean, it's just his first year in the league, man. So hopefully, hopefully by next year he's gonna be, you know, after preseason. Too, right? Right. I think Ojeda's definitely shown throughout the season that he struggled at the beginning and he's gotten better and better. I think next year he's gonna be I even better. Yeah. Enrique's gonna be even better. You know, next I think there's a lot of guys of this year that we'll see even grow. Like Dagger Dan will be even better next year. So. I think that's a lot of people struggle their first year at MLS. And Enrique, I think, is one that also hasn't had a lot of minutes, right? He's never been a consistent starter. I don't know. I, yeah. So, um, you know, overall, uh, Orlando is the new, just like Nashville was maybe the past two seasons ago. Orlando right now is the example of how to build uh, uh, an MLS squad. Now, I will have to say, Orlando City fans, they're still, they're doubters. And it's okay to be a doubter because it's okay to doubt on on Orlando because, you know, if, especially if you come from back in the day and, and you've seen Orlando lose uh, back-to-back games and all that stuff, you know, you don't believe you kind of don't believe the hype just yet, right? So there's still always one more thing they got to prove until they truly win the big one, right? And I think once Orlando wins that big one, the mentality of, of, of their fans are going to completely change at that point. You know, um, and um, people are going to be taking this team way serious now. Now, they're taking it serious now, but I believe Orlando is the, the, the team that spent the least money in the league. And they're second in the East. You know what I mean? Uh, second in the East, playing two home playoffs games. Well, one home playoff game and a possibility of a third, right? And um, even Matt Doyle came out. Matt Doyle, every, everyone is, you know, well-regarded journalist Matt Doyle. He picked 
for his bracket selection, Orlando City MLS champ. Hopefully he didn't jinx us. If he did, he's gonna get a. He loves big dunk. That's why he's just he's like big dunk cannot be stopped. Therefore, we win MLS Cup. Yeah, and so and so honestly, you know, it's 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 great. It's great to see that Orlando has such great momentum. I, I know the fan base is is definitely now united. Some of them are, are still doubting, which is okay. You know, it's Orlando City. I know we have they have to show it on the pitch. Uh, but there's people like, and I consider myself th- those type of people. I always believed, you know, I always believed in this team. Um, I never doubted that these group of guys were gonna go into this uh, amazing form and and in gel because they had everything, you know. They had the fans, they had the, the, the beautiful kit, the manager, they had the, the players. They just was just need a little time to gel, right? And I think now you can see it. <laughs> so run one of the playoffs, uh, John, October 30th, 7 p.m., Orlando City versus Nashville. What are your expectations out of this game? To me, stop handing Mukhtar. And I think we need to rewatch the tape of that game against Nashville that we beat them. Yeah, I mean, they, they don't really play... <laughs> A super sexy style of soccer, right? I think they uh, they seem to struggle to be creating chances. More recently, at the end of the season, they haven't been scoring as many goals. You know, Hani Mukhtar is obviously still there, and Sam Sir just did okay for them when he's come in. But they're they're missing, you know, um, Zellerion, I believe, was the guy who left, right? Um, they're missing some of his threats. Uh, they're just. I, I think they kind of play a, a style of soccer which is very direct. They play kind of like counterattacking direct soccer. So they want us to attack them. Um, I think it, at home they're definitely going to sit deep and want us to attack them and try and break them down and then spring on the counterattack. And that first game on the Monday the 30th is what we need to be wary of. Um, but I think we've shown that we're able to get through that now. Previous teams with Oscar, you know, in previous years, sorry, with Oscar, we had struggled with that tactic before where we just weren't able to have enough quality. We're creative enough to be able to get through like a two low blocks of defensive lines and, and get that goal. But like we saw when we went to their house, like they, you know, they kind of did that at home and they also did that against us when they came to Orlando City. But we, we seem to be the team now able to get through that. And because of that, I think Nashville can't completely rely on that as a tactic against us, you know, especially if we score early, it will cause real problems for them. So I think as long as we score in the first half, they'll have to come out and try to attack us a little bit more. uh, And then we'll kind of get another goal. And once we get two or three, it'll really start to expose them. I think also they don't have the depth that we have. So over this three-game series, we'll be able to rotate guys um, and have better quality in, in rotation, whereas once they kind of take Hani Mukhtar off the field and a few other of their players, they don't really have many assets outside of that that are threatening, whereas we're able to bring on Martin Ojeda or you know um, guys like Jack Lynn or whoever else you want to bring off the bench and cause more of a threat. So this first game, that might not apply as much, but as we get into the second and maybe a third game, I think that'll be a real asset 
Um, the main thing is for me is we have to we have to not allow them to kill the game. That's something they did very well. Their house is they're very um, they take a lot of fouls. They tackle. They try to break up any flow, and we require a certain amount of like um, flow, and we like trying to build into our attacks and make a few passes, build the play, build rhythm, and they try and stop that happening. Uh, so that's something at home we want to be able to make sure we get two or three goals, get our rhythm going so that when we go away to Nashville, we've got that confidence um, to be able to go and keep scoring like that second game. We just got to keep going the way we do, hopefully from a win in the first game. But it's psychological, right? In soccer, this three-game series is rare. So I think there's some mind games that are going to be played here over tactics that will change between the three games of the managers. Do you guys see it that way or uh, how do you I feel about I, this first match? I can see it that way. There's Nashville is a super physical um, team. There, there were like, I'm counting right now, how many yellow cards against Nashville that game. And there were more than one, two, three, four, five, six yellow cards and one red card. So, and, and, and that was in the regular season. Imagine the playoff. They're going to be physical as much as they can. They're trying to break us apart in the front and the offense because they don't have anybody to score goals. They're lacking. Like Mukhtar, yes, we need to um, mark him for sure, but he's not having the best season that he has had four years prior. Uh, Zimmerman is the other one that we need to watch, and he's he's not having the season as before right leal shut up he hasn't done anything because of the injury he just came from injury a couple of weeks ago a month ago he has not done anything for the team so we are facing a non-consistency team that against us that we are consistent for the past what 20 like 20 past games or something like that so I'm I, I I'm with you, John. I don't know about the second game. Could be more mentally, but something that I will give to Orlando this season. Every time that is an important game, they grow even better. So it will be different in their mindset. I'm pumped to see how we're gonna tackle Nashville. But again, it's gonna be physical, like the song, physical. Okay. I mean, they've, they've only scored 39 goals mm -hmm. in this regular season. They're, they're lacking. And, and so, we've scored 55. Like, if you're looking at the teams that are up there that scored the most goals, a lot of those are playoff teams. Nashville down there with teams that are not in the playoffs. Like, yeah, they, they have mean, not scored that many. And they don't – that's part of their tactics, right? Like you said, like, it's very it's – not, it's not a high-scoring tactic. But still, even this year, they've been lacking in that tactic to be able to score the goals like they usually do. The set piece, it's been important for Nashville. Um, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, like Zimmerman, they rely a, a on player, him to get goals from A, a player pieces. like Zimmerman, a player like Hany Mukhtar, you got to definitely watch out where you foul them. Uh, we have one of the most uh, fouling individuals in the league. His name is Cesar Araujo, right? Uh, so that, that, that to me is something that, Cesar needs to rely on Wilder. They got to work together on stopping Mukhtar, and I'm sure they could do it. But um, I want to show you guys uh, what I want to give kudos and credit to the 
the pamphleteer, I think it's called the Nashville pamphleteer. There you go. Um, there's a, there's a, and they wrote something that is important. And I think Paula talked about it a little bit just now. It says, as the squad peaked at second place in Eastern Conference standings led by budding superstar Hani Mukhtar, belief grew to an all-time high in regards to what this young team could accomplish. However, inconsistencies on the offensive uh, offensive end reemerged from the beginning of the season. A measly four goals scored in the final half-dozen contests, including three and their lone win spoiled by any hopes of clinching home field advantage for round one. Truly Nashville SC league play has been abysmal since the end of June, but these units these units deep run to the league's cup final proves they can turn the magic on with the, with their backs against the wall. The defense is the foundation of Nashville. That is no secret to any club in all of North America. I highly I kindly do not agree with this with this statement because there's a lot of teams in the MLS and the way the MLS is perceived overseas is like great players from three quarters of the of the field onwards, great names, but the defenses are shit. That's a lot I get that all the time from South Americans. I'm like you know now Orlando uh, has shown defensive uh, presence, massive and depth too. So we'll see. It says the defense is the foundation of Nashville. It's no secret in North America. The ultimate X factor will be forwards and their ability to finish inside the box and attack inside. In my opinion, I believe Nashville and Orlando lack the same thing. The thing, the difference is Orlando is being more effective, and they have Duncan McGuire. You know, they don't have a Duncan McGuire. They don't have a Facundo Torres. They only have Hani Mukta right now that creates that play. You take him out, and then the whole attack, like, goes, falls down. Now, um, what does, to me, Orlando needs to do? Finish the attacking play. They generate chances. They just don't score them. Like, uh, in many games. In this one, nil-nil until almost the second half that Duncan came on and changed things around. Now, we cannot expect to rely on Duncan like that all the time. You have to understand that we, we I, I believe that the chances we create, we got to put them up. We, we got to put them out. Um, so Ramiro needs to be on point. Um, Ivan Angulo needs to shoot the ball, <laughs> you know, not do the extra, extra dribble. Faku as well, instead of trying to look for his left, you know, try to, you know, try to pass and passing it back. He needs to shoot the ball. Same with Martin. You know, uh, I think that's what we need. Uh, and like you said, I think the goals are going to come by themselves, uh, John. I think that Orlando has, they know how to beat this national team now. Now, uh, and defensively, I believe now we're getting a lot of depth that they probably, they don't have right now, aside of Zimmerman. So I, I believe Orlando has uh, – there are right now favorites in Nashville. Now, um, everything could change on the pitch, right? <laughs> right? Um, you know, it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the magic of this beautiful sport. 
But Orlando is in an all-time high right now, and that momentum needs to be translated into better attacking prowess. And look, talking about that, uh, look at this right here. Look at that. Duncan McGuire making out the team of the match day, right? Um, and Johnny Russell actually got the week MVP. But uh, hey, um, I'm going to invite everybody who's um, listening to us or watching us go to Twitter, vote for Duncan McGuire goal of the week, please, because people are, are voting for Lucho Acosta and we're like neck to neck and Duncan deserves the goal of the week, please, or the goal of the month. I don't remember. So go go to Orlando City Twitter, look for it and Vote for Duncan McGuire, please, because he deserves this is a golazo, his best golazo in his history, rookie history with Orlando City. So sorry, Luis, to cut you there. No, it's okay. Uh we have the goal for Duncan McGuire right here, actually. Uh let's um look at the goal and just, definitely yeah. like even if I wasn't on this city fan and I was just an MLS fan, I was looking yeah. at this subjectively it's the best goal it's the best one so it should win regardless of yeah but Orlando city bad or not right you know i'm tired of the league giving denny's bubuanga the freaking every time like i'm bro headlight bubuanga i'm telling you bro that what i'm you know here it's like if they don't give it to him it's clear that they just they don't want to because it's the best goal it should win i go to the toilet i see denny's bubuanga I go eat my cereal. I see Dennis Buango on my milk. He's everywhere, man. Guys, stop. He he was the most cold-chested choker guy in front of Messi. He did it in front of Carlos. I will never forget that. He choked in front of Messi and then has the balls after his team lost to go ask Messi for this. Hey, is that my jersey? Can you can you can you say disrespectful? Carlos Vela looked at him like, "What the hell are you doing, dude?" But then again, that guy. Every time I get an MLS communications email, Dennis Buanga, like, bro, like, you know, give 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 some credit to Duncan McGuire, man. I think he definitely, you know, he definitely deserves a uh, the goal. Let's let's watch it. There you go. Like the way he just overpowered Bradley. Like I feel, I feel terrible. This was his retirement game. Like boom. And then the backflips. How many backflips is uh, look? Uh Kyle Lyman didn't do a backflip, right? No, he didn't. He did? No. I think DK did back, but it's not like DK. DK, DK. Yeah, um, I remember correctly. No, no, no. I don't know. I get confused about which some Dwyer which of our strikers are able to do backflips, which are Dwyer was the one with Dwyer. the backflip. Dwyer did there a lot of backflips for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and they dedicated. Uh, I'm pretty the sure Daryl also did backflips. Who? Daryl DK. I'm pretty sure he also did. I remember the. The Frankenstein celebration. That was amazing. Yeah. That was the so best one. They dedicated this uh this game to um Shafiq, who is one of their their um kit managers. Um, you know, he's going through some tough times and dedicated his win to them. So, you know, 
someone very important. And then... Now, are we still waiting for Gaston Gonzalez to to gel with the with the team? I don't think it's gel. It's just the mentality of the injuries and. I mean, he's been he's been injured twice this year, so. Exactly. Plus, coming out of a big injury, and he hasn't like before that big injury, he was never injured. So it's more mentally at this point than gelling with the team. I think the gel of the team has been there since he got here last year and he was not playing with the team. I think it's more now psychologically. And I feel that he's playing a little bit more carefully, you know? Like before he was just more like going for the going for the extra dribble or maybe trying to do uh, you know the the no look passes and you know he did that in Argentina many times. He was a league scorer in his club and everything. So you know, uh I believe hopefully having a a preseason with a team is gonna help him adjust and maybe he doesn't get injured in next in this next year, John. What are what are your thoughts regarding that? Yeah, I mean he's gotta he's gotta come back next year strong. He's gotta have a good preseason, right? It's got to try and be injury-free for a while. Um, I also think it depends on, you know, the situation and and if he's happy to be a, you know, squad player, right? I don't think he's going to get into the starting lineup next season easily. So if he's happy to be a squad player, then sure. But he might say, okay, I want to go somewhere where I'm guaranteed to play because I'm getting older and I haven't played much in the last two years. Um there's so many factors that can come into play in the off season. Uh, you know, we'll have to see if he's still here come the the new season. Then he's got to, like I said, have a good preseason. And I think for right now, it's just not get injured for you know half a season or a year, and just get some consistency and some play time under his belt. And then we can kind of see what player we might have. I think we haven't been able to see fully what Gaston has been able to offer because he's just been constantly injured or, you know, because of that, not in the team or just on the bench or whatever, it's been hard for him. So you got to sympathize, but sometimes it's just, that's the way it happens. And players, some players have careers where they go through these injury patches and it can deal around your progress and you got to find your rhythm again and figure out how to get back into the starting line. Correct. Uh, let's read some comments real quick here. Anthony Solis, I swear if Angula could shot, uh, we, we would have like 80 points. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. I agree. If we would have made all those extra passes, those, you know, hey, yeah, I do the whole, I I, I get to the promised land and then, oh, oh, shit, I forgot my, my, some, uh, my <laughs> I forgot my tanning uh, lotion. Hold on, hold on a second. Let me, let me pass it back to my defense. Right, and, and that's exactly what Orlando does. And then what happens is they're passing back to the defense. The other team increases pressure down in the mid. Boom, turnover against Columbus or in Cucho scores. And then we're like with our with our faces, like what the hell did it just happen? Orlando was like having or Orlando had like three, four, five, six chances the last twenty minutes, and they, they just scored on us. You know, and then Orlando coming back from that, that is what costs us sometimes even games 
or maybe to get back into the game a little bit, you know? Um, so uh, Christopher Bragdon, they live off the press and make you pay for a mistake, correct? I agree with you, with you John, and yep, Joshua Tall. Thank you so much to everyone that's uh, watching us, about 12 people live. Uh, thank you. Drop us a thumbs up uh, for, for, for more. So um, here's the... You guys want to do a bracket real quick and some predictions and see if uh, we're going to be winning the MLS. I have, I have the bracket right here. Right. Um, best of three. Well, obviously, we're all going to say Orlando's going to win. I mean, right. I mean, I wouldn't say Orlando's going to win. Right. Um, then from the Columbus and Atlanta. This is going to be interesting. In my opinion, I believe Atlanta's going to win this game. You think? Yeah. I I think Columbus is going to is going to so? win and and I don't and I don't want Columbus in the next round to be honest. To be honest, I don't want Columbus. I prefer Atlanta to win the best of 3, but unfortunately, Columbus is going to go forward. I don't know about you, John. I agree entirely with Paul. I think Columbus scare me more than any other team in the East. Yep. More than Cincinnati. I was going to say that. You a mind reader. Like, even Columbus Cincy, are scary, I don't man. Care. That 4-3 game, they play a very similar way to us, I think, where mm -hmm. it's just like now we're very attacking, very aggressive, quick-paced, got a lot of good quality players, pass the ball well. I think that – they they've always been a bogey team for us, and I think we we did well against them in that that four three win. But they went straight through us for those first three goals. Remember that, right? So we were if down. We have to play them games. in playoffs in a one game situation. You know, so not Hopefully not. Yeah, but, I'm, that, I'm uh, going... Atlanta because Atlanta. I feel like we can we can beat Atlanta. I think that we know what they're about. We can shut down Almada. They don't have a huge amount else going on. There's some there's something more manageable about playing Atlanta than Columbus. And I agree. I think Columbus are a good prospect. They've been hot again. If you look at their results recently, they've been scoring a lot. Well, if Almada wants to be the next uh the next Messi, right? Uh he needs to win this type of games. Luis Abraham from the Peru national team plays in Atlanta as well. He's, he's going to be probably the center back duel with uh, Miles Robinson. And, uh, you know, Miles Robinson has shown that when the potato's hot, he, he likes to, you know, make some great mashed potatoes sometimes, scoring some goals from set pieces. So, I mean, Atlanta has also some – don't sleep on Atlanta. I believe Atlanta – I mean, it's better for us that Atlanta goes through I agree with you guys on that. I, I believe uh, Cucho Hernandez is like um, blowing it, you know, blowing the league in goals too. So, um, so okay. So you both go for for Columbus. I'll go for Atlanta. Now on the other right here, um, the Union against the Revolution. Philly. I think Philly is gonna win this one. Philly's gonna go forward. I don't. Know, I don't know about you, John. I don't know what you think. Philly. <laughs> yeah, Philly are definitely. I mean, the Revolution. They have not, a mess. We, they just yeah, have a mess. Not not doing so good, and Philly are 
still a good contender. They're still up there, right? They've been up and down throughout the season, but they're still a top three or four Eastern team like they were last year. Yep. Now, um, the wild cards, right? Oh, Red Bull for sure. You're talking about um, you know, Red Bulls and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Now, Charlotte, they just they posted a video uh, um, today about how they are, you know, the only thing left in that video was Ric Flair is, is you know, you know, they forgot the Ric Flair is from Charlotte and they forgot to put the, you know, uh, Jordan play in, in North Carolina University, you know, like they, they are, they're, they're being very gung ho that they could definitely go in and get past New York. Now they can. They have a great striker like Enzo Copetti, and he's shown against Orlando too that he can make a very immediate impact. I, I do believe still that Red Bulls are the better team out of the two. Um, and either way, I think since he's going through, <laughs> either if it's Red Bulls or or Charlotte, I, I believe now it'll be a really big surprise if one of these teams knocks out Cincinnati. Now, what are your thoughts regarding that, John? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be Red Bulls probably over Charlotte, right? I think mm-hmm. that they've got the edge there, and then Cincy. I think you're looking at a Philly, Cincy, us, most likely Columbus, sort of. What is that conference semifinals on the East? That's how I would line it up. What are you, Paola? Uh, Cincy. We're talking about the last, the semi, the quarterfinals here, right? Mm-hmm. If you go up, okay, Cincy. Yeah. Oh, wall card. Oh, Red Bull for sure. Red Bulls against Cincinnati, and then Cincinnati goes through. Or Red Bulls. No, Cincinnati. Yeah, I believe so. Red Bulls need some miracle at this point. Or whoever faces Cincy. On the other side, we have a lot of teams that, aside of LAFC, I am sorry, but there's like, I mean, the East is like, I think the champs are going to be from the East. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, you you would hope. I mean, to slip up in the West. I think think you're looking at the Philly-Cincy game being a big game on the East side. And I saw Anthony Solis saying that New York's going to pull off the Cincy upset. I mean, that's the thing. Luckily, they're not on the same side as Cincy. So hopefully one of these teams can knock them out before because they're the only team that means we'd have to go away. So as long as we don't have to play them, we're at home, you know, apart from this one away game in Nashville in the series of three the whole time. That'll be smooth sailing, and we need that, right? We need our we need our twelfth man to help us. So everybody needs to come out to these playoff games, even if they schedule them on a Monday. We got to get out there because this doesn't happen uh, very often. Yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be crazy because um, I don't know if I'm gonna travel to Nashville. I look at ticket prices and they're yeah, they're like three hundred dollars. I can't go on a Tuesday, man. I think that's a lot of people's frustration is they want to go support and they want to they want to be there for their team, but the the league cares more about scheduling times that matter for them for TV rights than matter to times for people that actually want to go to the games. So, 
So I, I do believe that if New York <laughs> beats, um, beats uh, you know, gets on onto Cincy and it's an upset, we will get all playoff games <laughs> at home. That would be fantastic. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. Let's go at New York, New York, New York. <laughs> We're Red, Red Bulls Red that Bulls. day. I'm going to go and, and, and buy a bunch of Red Bulls. I just yeah. I got two in my fridge. I don't I don't drink them, but I got so, them for free. So. So on the west, you got the Sanders and FC Dallas. You know, Poppy's former club, right? Um, the Sounders are going down, man. I mean, the Sounders, they have a good squad, but they're just always injured. Raul Ruiz injured. Um, Joe Paulo also come from injury. Like, I mean, they have a good squad. It's just that they always get injured. Um, I'm going for the Sounders though. Uh, I, I I like the youth that Dallas has, but I believe the Sounders are gonna make it out of this. I think it's gonna be LAFC and Sounders on on these ones. I agree. <laughs> and then on the other bracket, you have St. Louis against either Sport Sporting KC. When's the last time you've heard of a Sporting KC in the playoffs, John? That's crazy. It's like vintage. There, you know. They started off really bad, and then they got a little better, and now I guess they're okay. They're, I just, yeah. The whole of the West, like nothing, apart from like St. Louis and maybe Seattle, if they get really hot in the playoffs again, and, you know, maybe LAFC, but even they've shown that they can slip up. There's, there's not like a – I'm more afraid of Columbus and Philly and Cincy than I am of anybody else. You guys agree? 100%, John. Like, we have the most, like, uh, not forte, like, the strongest teams are in the East. I'm not afraid of the West. Old, old West. Like. Yeah. I think I think definitely St. Louis will go in, in through, you know, against whoever is in a wild card. So I think it's irrelevant, you know. <laughs> Sporting at, at San Jose are just playing to whoever loses the. Oh, Let me see what's on the record. <laughs> because because I have friends that are Quakes fans. I want San Jose to win this one. I mean, I think it's nicer for them, you know, San Jose. Yeah, I mean, than, right? Like, I think they've got more on the line. Like they, the they struggled so much. So yeah, just the fact that they made in... the wild card is like a big deal for them. So yeah, they've always been in the shadows of uh, in the backs of uh, LA Galaxy, and and you know they're like kind of like the ugly, the ugly duckling of of, of the West. You know what I mean? And now that San Diego is coming, right? In San Diego with that, I'm sorry, but they should have just kept the San Diego loyal and just have that team go up. I don't really don't understand why that logo is horrendous. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I really... San Diego loyal had a fan base. They had massive fans. They sold out stadiums. I just don't understand why you kill a club like that. I mean, they had, I mean, it wasn't like if it was a Miami Fusion or the Tampa Bay Mutiny, I totally understand why that's dead. But uh, San Diego Loyal actually had a, a good fan base, you know, a small team, but, you know, fans that, you know, I just, it just sucks now. And now they're going to have to what? Transfer the loyalty to the other San Diego team? 
you know, that's crazy ideas of the league. But do you have any, do you think the Quakes are going to beat St. Louis at all? Or they have no, no chance? That would be a huge upset. You imagine? I mean, that? maybe. Uh, I think, like I said, I think it doesn't matter anyway because they're, either team loses to St. Louis. So that's the thing about these wild cards teams. Like the eighth and ninth are just not good enough to go anywhere, you know? No, uh, when it comes so to... so far down in the playoff order, right? This is why it's too many teams. Too many teams, Luis. We just have like eight teams max. Yeah, so you got... Six teams. So if Orlando pulls the historic... And goes to the final. I ask you, Paola, this question. Who who do you think they're going to face from the West? From the West? Hmm. I think it's obvious. You think San Luis? No, I, I think I think Buanga. LAFC. Yeah, LAFC is going to pull it off for some reason. And we're going to see Buanga. My arch nemesis. <laughs> Buanga who? That, I think, that I think you could see an LAFC um, St. Louis conference final for Correct. the West, right? I agree. And then and it's like when I think you see an Orlando City, I'm going to say Cincinnati, Philly. Philly. Philly's going to pull it off, I think. I yeah, think Philly are better than yeah, you. Yeah, that's going to be a. Philly know how to do well. They were second last year. Like they're, you know, they're a good playoff team. Orlando City Philly semifinal. That'll be. I amazing. think yeah, Orlando City Philly semifinal and an LA since LA sorry St. Louis City semifinal with an Orlando City LAFC final oh, in Exploria with us lifting the cup. There you go, glory. Man, that oh man, Buanga oh, crying into his. More, I'll be like Buanga. I'll be like second Buanga. When he that gets, would be hilarious. Duncan no, like, is gonna be I, I um, having the game. Duncan <laughs> is the true reigning MVP and Buanga. Imagine goes to, goes to the Copa America next year, freaking kills it, like freaking like thirteen goals, MVP of the Copa America. <laughs> you imagine that? Wow. Massive dreams. No, but the, the dreams yeah. are attainable now. We just got to start believing a little bit more, you know. Um, I think we do have the squad and 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 the, and the players to do so. Now, um, uh, when it comes to goalkeeper, uh, I, I found this uh, very interesting. The MLS season leaders in shutouts. I don't know if this is going to be like affecting any other voting for MLS goalkeeper of the year, but but look at that. Stefan Fry, 14, Calantano, Cincinnati, Steve Clark from Houston, Jonathan Siroas from Montreal, and then Pedro Gales, Orlando City with 10. So, you know, let's read some comments real quick here. Uh, Joshua Tall, facts, John, everyone needs to go to the game on the 30th. Uh, New New York is going to pull off the biggest upset since so Orlando will host all the all the games. I really hope we score at least two goals before Nashville score if they do. Yeah, so if Orlando wins the first two games, then then there's no need for a third game. Hopefully, 
because I don't like that new thing. So now the away goals count? That's a good well, question. Well, you know, also you can't have a, a tie. There's no draws. Yeah, there's no draws, right? So the penalties. It's it's like you know OCB rules. It's uh, it's like down in MLS Next Pro. So that first game, if it's tied after ninety mm. minutes, it goes straight to penalties. Like Leaks Cup. Yeah. Same thing. You gotta have a you gotta have a win or a loss. So that's how you can win it in two. You can't have a tie. That's why goals don't count. Doesn't matter. Way home goals. Do you matter. think? Do you think it's going to go to penalties in one of those games against Nashville? For sure. It could. Um, I, I I can see I, the second one. Here's the other thing. I was this being debated is: Do you want to win it in two games and have more time off, or do you actually want to play three games and win it in three games? I want to win there's it. an international break in there. So this conference semifinals are like at least a two-week break if you win it in two games. I would like to win it in two games. I think Orlando has it to win it in two games. And it will give us enough time to get everybody on point and and go go all out on the semifinal. Uh, yeah. on the I mean, you gotta you gotta schedule some friendlies or play intra-squad teams or something because the way that MLS has, has spread this whole thing out is is the fact that we're stopping for an international break in the middle of playoffs is ridiculous. So it's it's going to be a long, it's like a good five weeks of playoffs if we go all the way to MLS Cup. That's right. That's right. Um, what what I have next here is um, we also have the brackets for CONCACAF Champions League. They're ready. I had a couple of more teams since the last time we went over this. Um, in my opinion, it's a, a little bit way more competitive than last year. Um, than this year, I'm sorry. Now they got you know Pachuca, Tol uh, Pachuca Toluca, Tigres, uh, Chivas, Monterrey, America, um, Inter Miami, Whitecaps. Uh, well, Whitecaps are for Canada. Nashville, Philly, Houston. Um, the cavalry, I guess. Uh, the forge, right there from Canada. The forge, what a name! FC Cincinnati, St. Louis. Then you have uh, Independiente from Panama, Real Esteli, Herediano, Alajuelense, Orlando City, and then Columbus. We man, we have Columbus even on on our cereal on our soup. They're everywhere we go. They're following us everywhere we go. I was going to say that. They're following us. They're following us everywhere we go, man. I'm tired of seeing this freaking sea. Jeez. Louise, that's crazy. But uh, there's uh, six spots left. and uh, But, you know, it seems this is going to be great, you know. What, what teams are we going to get? We'll find out very soon once the MLS is over. They'll do the drawing, I'm sure, for this. And... We'll find out if maybe LPO may travel to Honduras. Maybe we get Real Esteli and we play in the high school stadium, right? That has no lights. And it has a, a horrible pitch, you know? Uh, 
Right, or maybe maybe we go to Costa Rica, and then John's gonna come too. <laughs> I'm a, I'm already in Costa Rica waiting for you guys. Right. <laughs> or we go to Mexico. We just don't drink the water there. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Everywhere that you go, don't drink nah, water. Well. Um, I'm just surprised with the Canadian League teams. What do you think about that? I mean, wouldn't those teams be? I mean, why this whole thing of Whitecaps, Montreal, and Toronto being the MLS, but then the other ones that also play in the Canadian League doesn't make any sense, John. I mean, it's it's kind of kind of screwed up because it was so it took them so long to have their own league, like the. Those three teams, obviously, that play in MLS have just been in there because there was never a Canadian league. And then there's kind of now like a Canadian league, but it's almost like similar to like USL level. So it's, it's almost like a minor league in itself. And therefore, that they get a qualification because of that. And those teams also play in like the Canadian Cup, et cetera. So, you know, there could be an argument for down the line to say that maybe there should be a canada division of mls right or something like that or you know split them off but they're they're franchises right so this is how you end up with a situation where you got a country that has some teams that are in a league of another country uh it's, it's a weird situation but this team uh what does eight i don't even know this logo what is this team is it the from minor leagues Louise? which one you got cavalry. Oh, the cavalry. Uh, okay. You got the cavalry. You got forge. The forge. The forge. <laughs> what the forge I'm just kidding. Yeah, the cavalry. I see. I recognize them. I've heard of them. I don't know about this forge, but yeah, I mean, it's it's no different from I would say from the smaller nations that are going to join. Oh, look. From the islands, right, or from the Concacaf. So. Look at look what Anthony Solis is saying. And saying thoughts on the three Canadian teams moving to CPL. I think that could open more US cities for everyone. I would I would love to. I mean, it makes more sense to do that, but like I said, they're MLS franchises. So you'd have to somehow buy them out of a franchise. It's a very complicated And then situation. they will have to go minor league-ish. It's, 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 yeah, they would say their brand is being devalued because Correct. they're no longer they don't consider that league as higher brand doesn't have obviously the deal with them like now the deal with with messi none of these teams are yeah none of these teams are making so much For money sure. so it, it it's a case of that's why i said maybe and i think it's something mls should have considered long ago is buying usl right but the usl will have a tier system of teams they're able they're going to instill pro rel within their own franchise system which is something that MLS could have done if they had to buy their own minor leagues, right? So maybe there's an argument to have a Canadian division of major league soccer and add more Canadian teams and have an East, a West in the U.S. and then Canada, right? And then play into playoffs that way. There's, there's multiple things you could do, but uh, yeah, it is very strange to have three Canadian MLS teams and then other Canadian league in Especially strange because there's a special spot for Canadian the three Canadian MLS teams from MLS to get in CONCACAF as well as this. So is it argued, say, they're getting a very easy route into CONCACAF? 
considering how few teams there are in Canada. That's what I would say. You know, like how did they got the spot? Sorry to um they to be honest. in there by doing well like to top but two their own league, league, I believe. Or no, they uh, did very well in the actual Canadian Cup. Look, if you, which is its own thing. Like if you wanna really make it um you know if you if the I think the, the, the whole point of the MLS and why they incorporated Canada it's and incorporated I think just Toronto and, and Montreal at some point, but and then Vancouver came in or vice versa. I don't remember. But honestly, um yeah, they should go into their own league in my opinion. I mean it's that that will be what makes what makes most most sense. But um in the beginning, you know, they wanted to be this groundbreaking league, you know, MLS, you know, that it was spun the whole continent. But it's it's funny how none of the Mexican Federation wanted to give any other teams to the MLS. Only Canada wanted to do that. You know, I'm sure now with this whole Messi thing, you ask any lower tier team in Mexico that want to come play in the MLS, they'd be like, hell yeah, where do I sign right now? You know, now if you look at uh, Toronto, they have a border with the United States, right? So it's really close to the border with Canada. So I would believe if there's a Mexican team that wants to be added into the, into the MLS at some point in their life, it will have to be also in the border, uh, in the border with Mexico and the United States. You know, but now you got San Diego Loyal, which is like right there. Well, no, I keep calling them Loyal. The San Diego right there. Um, would El Paso get a, a team at some point? El Paso, the Salinos. That'll be their mascot. Right? <laughs> Sorry, this is a bit of a joke. I but caught it. So leading from it. Texas, right? The Tex-Mex. Uh, Luis Alverio, saludos, buen programa. Let's go, Orlando City. Thank you, Luis. Oh. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I think uh, that would be great. Uh, but, I mean, look, it's shaping up, uh, the competition for CONCACAF Champions League, right? Um, now, um, John, I wanted to ask you, and I want you to ask Paola as well. It's kind of to close. Um, what are your thoughts regarding those rumors brewing, uh, you know, that Tom Bogart said about uh, Ricardo uh, being uh, interviewed by DC um, for the GM position? You want to go first, John, or I can go first? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you go first, Paula. I was going to wonder, are we going to do lineups for us? Looking at time, this game is next Monday. So we won't be able to stream next Monday. Oh, Because the literal game will be next Monday. <laughs> so maybe we do a Sunday oh, what night oh, next oh, week. Uh, oh, oh. show or something. That's what I was thinking. Oh, what time is the game? At 7. If it's I'm not like mistaken. 7 on a Monday. Yeah. Maybe we could do a post game. We can do a live in the halftime <laughs> from the stadium. Live from the stadium. Live from the, <gasps> live from the stadium. Uh, no, yeah. it's just a random thought of mine that. Uh, no, definitely, we could know. do a preview on we'll Sunday. Figure that oh. out. Uh, I might have to work Sunday as well. We'll figure that out offline. Yeah. Random thought in my head about. Yeah, the game. I mean, we'll do. I mean, we'll do a starting uh, eleven. Uh, but I wanted. I wanted your opinion on on, yes. on those rumors. Sorry, get a sidetrack there. Opinion <laughs> on this. I. I think several things. One, I don't know how eager 
they are to move within MLS. I think if anything, our front office, you know, Ricardo, Luis, I could see them going to Europe for a better deal. I think they like where they are now. I think they like working with Oscar. I think they like working with the club. Yes, I think if someone wants to, you know, call you up and offer you a job, you're always going to take that conversation. Like he's going to take the phone call and he probably wanted to hear what they had to say. And maybe he wants, you know, I don't know if they actually offered him anything. I don't know if they're, uh, you know, able to do that yet. I'm not 100% sure on whether we, apparently it was said that we allowed him. First of all, we blocked them from talking to him and then we allowed him to talk to them. So maybe we did that out of courtesy. Maybe Ricardo said, I want to talk to them. Who knows? We don't know the whole story. Um, maybe it was just a case of Ricardo saying, okay, I've heard your offer. Thank you. I'm going to wait till the end of the season and hear what Orlando had to say, and then I'll get back to you. I, I think he's very focused on playoffs as a part of the whole of that team is focused on playoffs. Everybody is. Oscar is. Luis is. So I don't think they're the kind of guys that let themselves get distracted in the middle of the season by getting offers from other clubs. Do you guys see it that way as well? Regardless of what the offer was, I think it would have been a conversation of this is not the right time for me to talk about this right now. I'll get back to you at the end of the season. Probably a strategic uh, thing for Tom Bogard and, and, you know, put fire in the water, even though. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like annoying, isn't it? I was sort of like, no. I know that you're, I, he works the athletic. He doesn't actually work. That's a confusing thing, right? The guys like Tom Bogart, yes, he's on MLS, but really he's in that capacity. He's just his own reporter. He works for the athletic. So he's reporting like any other soccer reporter would. And I and mean. I get it. But also it's like, you know, is that. Is that helpful? No. <laughs> Do we need to know this? I guess so, right? But I believe uh, I, I believe it's been he's been given a, a massive golden egg nugget. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I and think he it's gets either, stuff, it's right? either it has either come from Moreira's themselves, yeah. Themselves or 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 the club. Uh, I highly doubt the club. Um I think Tom Bogart gets intra-club memos that go from club to club. There's some kind of system that says that this, this, you know, DC have officially inquired with Orlando City about talking to X person or X player. That goes through an actual memo system, and Tom Bogart is privy to that and sees that, and then uses that information. That's his inside scoop, right? That's how it works. So it's up to him whether he chooses to share what he knows. And I think that it's very obvious to me that they're, you know. Right, and I believe that. Uh, it's an interesting story to them and to the Athletic and to MLS, the fact that we haven't renewed and the fact that we're doing so well and they want to talk about it. I agree. I mean, but they could be waiting till, you know, maybe everything is um, handshake for now and then they're going to settle it after, you know. Um, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Whoever says that they know, they don't know. I, I think the thing is, we we have playoffs now. We have the situation now. Yeah. I, think, I think any of this, Oscar's got it 100% right. Yeah. We all just need to take 
what he says to be true in the fact that they're not worrying about it now. They're not thinking about it now. And then take that and apply it to Luis and apply it to Ricardo. And I believe that to be true is too. I think that they're, they're professionals and they're focusing on this season. And then when the season's over, maybe they'll assess their options, just like any player, like they're going to do with their squad. They will themselves assess their own options. And if this is an option that's been offered to him, you know, he'll probably wait to hear our offer first before making any decision. I don't think Ricardo is the kind of guy to just go, sure, DC, whatever you want, I'm there. I think they would may have, they might not even made him an offer. They might have just started a conversation to say, "Hey, we know you're out of contract. We're interested. Let us know at the end of the season if you want to talk more." I have a, I have a big for Tom to write a tweet, and that's enough for it to everybody to get panicked about, right? Right. I have a big feeling that um, that um, we're going to be resigning all three of them. I don't know. Something tells me. I mean, it. it I mean. Especially if, if Orlando goes into a big deep run. I mean, let's say Orlando goes to the semifinals of the MLS. Like, wouldn't you resign the wouldn't I mean, wouldn't you resign the I mean you're gonna be that cutthroat? Who else are you gonna bring? Bruce Arena? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the- <laughs> Who else are you gonna bring? Bruce Arena? That's the only thing you got. Bruce Arena or somebody else is gonna start from scratch. You know, and uh, look, with all due respect, uh, you're not going to have the whole Tato Martino situation in Orlando with a freaking, you know, translator everywhere he goes. Like, that's not how you coach the sport. You got to. Yeah. You got to find a serious lack of good MLS coaches right now. Yeah. And I think we got it. The top the ones one. that are good are at their clubs. And I think we have the leave. top. I think we have the top coach in the league, and we're like completely think, overlooking this. I think yeah, we have one of the top four yeah. or five coaches in the league for sure. It's just, it's just, you know. So honestly, like uh, when I heard about that, I said, you know, well, I mean, it, it, in the end, it's up to him, right? If he decides that he wants to go, I mean, you know, who doesn't want to get a, a bigger payday, right? understood understandable you know um would moosey will stay you know what i mean that's a that's a question he, he may be staying with oscar and then ricardo may go you know fly like an eagle but other than that um i really don't i i mean i think it'd be a huge blow i mean these are the three amigos man i mean they're the reason why this club has you know gotten so good since they stepped into into power i mean took a little bit of time you know a little took a little bit of time but now we're seeing the the fruits of their of their labor right uh any any anything you want to add paola no like think this is their job right so and you know that your contract ends at the end of the season end of the playoff in this case so you're you're just hearing what others can offer and it's not a sealed deal. I know that a lot of people are like running like a chicken with no head, like saying, oh, Moreira is gone, Moreira is gone. He probably, he just had the conversation like John said and, oh, thank you for your offer and bye. I don't know. He has offers in the table. He's a human being. He has a family that he needs to, you know, uh, support. So... It, 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 
if it happens, if happens, I hope that the our owners have a backup plan if that happens, right? But we he just have options and hopefully they stay, Luis stays and Oscar stay. That's what I'm gonna say. I mean, it's the same as a player. Like when players exactly. get approached by big clubs, you know, like if Faku gets approached by Arsenal and they're like, hey, we want to pay 30 million for Faku, we're going to have to let him talk to them. It's just right. And I don't think DC is a big enough club to really lure him away and like where they are right now. If it was a team out of Europe coming in, talk to them like we saw that Marrera went over uh, to Europe or the summer remember and he went to Arsenal and he went to a few other places like he went to some Martin Porto Real Madrid, or, yeah you know, Madrid, like, and like that's the kind of thing where I'm like oh you're like mm-hmm. they could steal him to be a scout right and to them that's like a drop in the ocean DC I don't I don't see that as a big you know luring threat personally they don't they don't even know who their manager is right now and so. the DC is expensive why why leave orlando i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah let's not compare cities they've got a, they've got a few things we don't yeah i know i know but but think about is their job is their right to listen to other clubs or other offers but until the day that it comes true i don't believe anything so rumor rumors are rumors Hi, can you guys hear me? My internet, kinda, yes, sir. My internet kind of like went away and came back. Um, let's do some comments real quick. Uh, Lewis, please be right about Ricardo Lewis and Oscar Perez staying with OC. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's the way to go, in my opinion. I mean, renew them all three. I mean, they're the big part of a cornerstone of this club. I mean, um, and they're going to be able now if if they're allowed to open the wallets and and bring quality young talent, just like they did with Faku. I mean, if they can bring like two Fakus but in different positions, like a left back that could play maybe right back also, and maybe you know a center back, and you know somebody that is in within the ages of twenty three and twenty five. You know, I think uh, it'll be fantastic. You know, and that's how you built the squad. And there's already a core, you know. I mean, we don't know if Junior is going to stay or, or if maybe it's Antonio Carlos last season. And we don't know if, you know, some of the players are going to stay or not. But, you know, definitely a core. We, we have a core. Um, why throw it away? Uh, not throw it away, but, like, bring somebody else that, you know, may be well-regarded in a different league but doesn't know the system of MLS. MLS is a very complicated league. A complicated schedule, complicated league, you know, the pitches, you know, and, and I don't know if you've seen the David Beckham documentary. Did you see when he said, and I come from freaking, you know, man, uh, Real Madrid, like the pitches are like beautiful. And then I come playing in a freaking American football with the lines. I was confused where the hell I was going to shoot. Like, you know, he started that that whole, I mean, Beckham was a huge part of the evolution of the league. And now I think we're on the third phase of the evolution. I'm close to a World Cup, right? And I think Orlando, you know, it's definitely making strides. But, okay, so let's do the the lineup real quick. Um, do you want to 
name some names, John, real quick? Well, unless you want to wait and do it before uh, before the game. We're going to go to another pod if we're not all do it right now. Yeah, I mean, we could do it. We could do it right now. And then in case you guys don't make any changes. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, obviously Pedro in, in, in goal. And then hopefully we're going to see the uh, the center back duo of uh, Jansen and AC. Finally, do you together. believe Bagordan is going to start as your right back? I, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. do this full back four, Dagger Dan, yeah, Antonio, Jensen, and then obviously uh, the other Antonio. Uh, Rafa. Mr. Santos. Right. And then the double pivot, Wilder and Cesar. Of course. And I believe that Cesar needs to just watch out with his yellow cards and stuff. Because Mukhtar is going to be all over. Cartagena. Godoy is going to be all over like last time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Araujo. And then are we going for Maori right here or are you going for Ojeda? No, Maori. I'm going for Maori, and I'm I'm sticking with the formation that Oscar always like worked for him in the last couple of seven games. So I don't know about you, John, if you want Pereira there. No, I mean I I agree. I think it has to be him. I think I think Angulo, Faku, Duncan. I think Ojeda is a great player, but it's shown really that he does more off the bench for us and i think that's okay i think i think enrique is fine off the bench i think angulo and, and faku and mauricio are your starting three now for the playoffs and and duncan too unless one of those you know i mean i, I doubt faku but unless mauricio and angulo show that maybe they're not hitting their targets or maybe you know mauricio's if he has an off game this first game maybe you drop him out or if Angulo, you know, seems to have one of those games where he, he keeps missing the target or doesn't lift his head up, maybe maybe that's a problem. But for right now, I think all of these guys are looking in good form. So I have no problem with the starting lineup. I think this is most likely what we're going to see from, from Austin. Same here. I agree. And just to point out, um, based on the last topic we were talking about, who brought who in this team? The, the core before the Moosey and the Ricardo Moreira era with Pareja, you got Jensen, maybe Maori, and that's it. The rest, they brought Galese in for the cheap. They brought Rafael Santos, and he was questioned. We questioned that signing in the beginning of the season. They uh, brought a player loan from Palmeiras that we didn't know who he was. Then we find out. I remember I made that episode saying, he played like 200 minutes <laughs> for Palmeiras. What, what kind of player is this? Ivan Angulo. Then uh, they they uh, brought Facundo Torres from a top team Peñarol with uh, La Riera, the coach La Riera. Uh, they killed everyone in, in Uruguay. I mean, Canovio. I mean, you're talking about fantastic players. Faku was one of their designated player. Boom. Dagger Dan. They bring somebody from Iceland. Well, well, you know, really? Iceland? Right? 
Dagger Dan. There you go. Then brought this kid from Montevideo Wanderers. Small team in Uruguay. No one in the United States has heard of that team. Cesar Araujo. And then you got and in the pick, the pick for Orlando City in the draft. Who picked the, you know? Who were the responsibles to pick Duncan Maguire? Right? So are we ready to give all of that away? Do we think Bruce Arena is gonna go <laughs> gonna come and no, yeah, let me, right here? No. Yeah, you, you know, like it took a while for them to, you know, mesh together. Yeah, it took a little bit, but look at the the fruits of their labor, man, and that eye that all three of them have to put this squad together. You know, I just feel like, you know, imagine if you give them one more season with an open wallet, bring me three DP players right now with more money, not just spending on Faku, because the, if you compare how much Ivan, Rafa, Cesar, Wilder, Dagger cost compared to Facundo, it's like times three. I thought it was very funny that we got rid of Bertrand Cara. Yeah. He was our most expensive player. Exactly. And then we've seen no downside from that whatsoever. And then that made us the team that had the cheapest exactly. wage bill of any team in the league. And yet we're second in the supporter shield. And that just shows you right there why these guys need to be renewed. Because that's <laughs> That's exactly what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to get money out of the squad, and I don't know how you get more money out of a team with the lowest wage bill than you know, unless you came first. Uh, yeah, that's an incredible feat. If if you're listening, and I know I am, just a Joe Schmo, a Joe Blow, just some guy with a hat, Bayern Munich hat on, uh, Mister Wilf, resign them. They're the honestly, they have a great eye for picking players. I mean, they're showing it in their form. Yes, it took a little while, sir. Took a little while, a little stumble, stumble in the bed, you know, a little fixing, but it got done. And now Orlando's on onwards with high momentum, not even even from the MLS onwards to the playoffs i think are we ready ready do, you, do we think that let's say jose Mourinho is going to come and redo this do we think that bruce arena is going to come and read and do this jim curran maybe but maybe you're not with jim curran you're gonna throw away one season and then start over you know so are we ready to are they gonna definitely do the, have that same impact Right, I highly doubt. So I, I believe if you are going to be ready to open the wallet and sign more DPS for this next season, that Orlando is making a deep run in the playoffs, or maybe become MLS champs, and definitely now, definitely be forced to compete with Inter, like from you know with Messi in a full season. You know who better suited for the job than those three guys that's just my opinion my, my humble opinion guys uh, you know so that was that was my piece i wanted to say that so um anything else you want to add john before we go thank you so much for everyone that's been watching um thank you so much for your support make sure you drop us a thumbs up subscribe to the channel 
as well if you're listening uh, make sure that you are uh, uh, on the description of our on the audio there's going to be all of our social media make sure that you subscribe to to our channel youtube channel we're trying to make it to the 1k 1k subscribers guys um john anything else you want to add before we go no just uh excited for you know playoffs and even suck on a monday night um <laughs> that's annoying but uh it's literally it's okay. monday night football if you think about it yeah i, mean, I was supposed <laughs> to be working that that 30th night so i'm gonna get have to get off work uh so get there to the game encourage everybody to come out even though it is a monday it's playoffs we need all your support um and uh i hope to see you all there for a big win you know if we get a big win that first game it'll just kind of kill nashville's hope and dreams and and then we'll go there and seal exactly. it up in two so hope for a big win against nashville you know two or three goals let's go paula episode 35 is up for tiro de esquina oc um that's spanish content if you want to listen to us go it's a fun um, we had Alonso Contreras in our last episode, so go have a listen. Um, and like John said, even though it's a Monday, you don't see this often. We're hosting the playoffs at home. So be there to support the boys. I'm going to be there, and I'm working all day, so there's no excuses. And Luis, you're going to be there, right, too? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll probably. And he's coming from Tampa, guys. So there's no yeah, zero excuses. And zero I work excuses. that day too. And so you I'm gonna work have that to, day. I'm gonna have to work in the parking lot, finish my work, and then just go and check in. <laughs> go and check in. So see, there's no excuses, guys. Let's go. Support the boys because they need us. So vamos, Orlando. Well, guys, uh, my prediction is uh, a 3-0 Orlando City win. I, I do believe that John's right. I believe I think Orlando needs to put it, uh, put the accent, uh, an accent uh, mark on their season. A huge W in bold letters. Um, three or four nil uh, going to Nashville. But be special if you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, you want to just not attack the whole game. That's that's cool. Right, but with a four-nil win, I mean, you're forcing the other team to definitely go into panic mode, um, and I think that's what Orlando needs to do. Um, cut it to two games and go think about quarterfinals and then go from there. And vamos Orlando, guys, vamos Orlando. We may have a, a Sunday show, and then uh, maybe I don't know, maybe a post game. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe from my car, but we'll see. We'll be talking. Just check out our social media for more. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. Vamos Orlando. Orlando let's go.